1: Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Trish. And, and this, this is the Don't Give a 50 Podcast. Let's make getting old the new gold, as oh, you girl. say. I like that. I like that one yeah, too. That was mine. <laughs> I think that was mine. 50-ishers, it's Mel and Trish. Welcome to this week's episode of Don't Give a 50, a podcast for midlife women who dare to be awesome and just don't give a 50 like us. Special shout-out to Instagrammer styled by Daryl, who left a lovely comment for us. She wrote, Hi ladies, just found your fab podcast and listening on my early morning walks. Looking a bit strange as I'm laughing out loud to some of the chat. So thanks for doing what you do. It's much needed. Oh, that's so nice. It's super nice. You know, I must admit that I've done that on a few of my reviews as well.
0: Excuse me. I always find it a
1: bit odd when I'm belly laughing at myself belly laughing. I find it a little (laughs) bit indulgent. I don't know, but it's hard not to laugh when people are laughing, right? Right. Laughter's infectious. It is fully infectious. So thank you so much much if you love what we're doing please leave a rating and review and tell all your midlife friends spread the word and the love so we can just keep doing this for all of us yes 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 wonderful 50 ishes so trish today we are going to be introducing our 50ish tribe to dr pauline manley And she's created a 50 and brilliant concept, New Moves Wellness, which is a wellness program catering for mature women, seniors, cultural groups, busy corporates, differently abled and those suffering from mental health issues. I absolutely love this concept. Mm. We both love dancing. We do love a dance. We do do love a dance. Actually, I
0: may have a sore back from a little (laughs) bit of overzealous dancing on the weekend. I wonder if if your sore back was
1: from that.
0: Well, it took a day to appear, to manifest, (laughs) but um, yes, I did have, I felt a little bit of a, no, it is funny, a little bit of a a pulled muscle behind my Mm. shoulder blade because my husband twirls me around. We do a bit of old style twirling Nice, and then the next day, a lower back. Chint, <laughs> manifested into quite a sore while back. So, yes, I do like to. No cartwheels, so I was very happy about oh, good that. good girls. Good girl. Yes, so. But we love a bit of dancing and we love this concept. Yeah, we do. So it's been running for four years across Sydney and it's been uplifting everyone down there. Mm. But now because mm. of our embracing of technology because of yep. COVID, yep. we can all do it Zoom, anywhere. Yeah, I know. Just need
1: an internet connection. Which is super convenient. So I love that it's positioned as a fun fitness for mature women, which is what we are. So yes. it's a f- mature female body by a mature female. So yes, So Pauline exactly. is mature as well. it's more like a
0: dance party. It's like a dance party. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember I was doing some Tony Robbins <laughs> motivational stuff and they had these dancers out the front that you were meant to dance along with. Oh, oh my gosh. They, they were, were so young bad. and fabulous. Oh. No, but so far. I know oh, I mean. no, I can't do that, that fast I can, I, can, I can hold a bit of a move. <laughs> you can. But, yeah. No, they're
1: too fast. It left me feeling I quite agree. inadequate. Mm. So now that we are all Zoom-proficient, Pauline's able to offer online as well as face-to-face dance classes so all the interstate and rural ladies can join in the fun as well in a new, gentler way of health and happiness, I think.
0: I love that. And I love Mm. that it's for the rural ladies because I know what it's like. I mean, I'm not as rural as some but it does get lonely and sometimes um, it's
1: nice to be able to do a class with someone yeah and create a community 100 percent. so we are actually online with lovely pauline right now so it's so nice to virtually meet you welcome to don't give a 50.
2: hi pauline it's, hello it's so lovely to be here what a great thing that you're doing with this podcast too and I just love the idea of mature women talking to ma- other mature women, dancing with other mature women, because mm. we understand what it's like and all the joys and challenges that you know aging brings to women.
1: Yeah, absolutely, good point. As Trish just pointed out with her lower back issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> drinking champagne
0: doesn't. 20, no. no, drinking champagne doesn't equal warming up, ladies. No,
1: <laughs> no, no.
2: You have, I have
1: have to do a full (laughs) warm-up like all stretches start
0: with a jiggle don't just go straight (laughs) off the bat to your best moves that's all I can suggest
1: (laughs) so Pauline I must apologize
0: for being so casual because that's just me but you're actually Dr Pauline Manley how did that doctor title prefix come about
1: Mm.
2: it's very interesting love it Uh, it's 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 it was so much fun so when I was about in my late 20s, I, I went back to university and I got my dance degree. And I, I find the whole concept of dance and the body and the way it affects how you think and your mental health. I found that all so fascinating that I went on to do an honours and then a master's degree and then a PhD. And it was all about the body-mind connection and about how sometimes we regard frivolous things like dancing as unimportant or just something you do at a party when you've had a bit of champagne. But it's actually, for me, it's like can be a lifeblood for your for your whole life. If you keep dancing, the way it produces good neurological chemicals is really interesting to me. So I just kept on studying. I studied and I studied and I studied and I studied and then I decided to become a dance academic as well so I was a dance academic for 20 years 25 years where I taught 18 19 year olds which was fabulous and you could nurture their creativity and then when I was in my 40s I thought I don't know I don't know if I want to teach 18 and 19 year olds anymore why was that why was that you know in in some ways it was it started to my dissatisfaction with working in institutions and often male-run institutions as well, very patriarchal institutions that didn't take into account things like menopause. Mm, yes. And I was working six days a week as an academic mm. and I loved it. I loved, I loved the rigour. I loved the investigation. I was very stimulated by it. Yep. But I also just didn't have any time just to have a boogie. Or just to catch up with my friends. And so I decided by the time I was in my early 50s, I just went, no, I think I want to stop doing this. I don't think I want to do this full time anymore. And that's when I started working for myself and teaching older women. One of the things that I've really noticed is how appreciative older women are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they always tell me, you know, that like my, you know, my clients tell me, my students, they're my friends. They tell me that they love me and they love the classes and we have a really good time together. Whereas 18 and 19 year olds. Yeah. <laughs>
0: fascinating. It's still a very egocentric time of your life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Which it I really guess
0: is. we and all
1: were, weren't we at that time? Absolutely, speak for yourself. Absolutely. Malina, speak for yourself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i was very egocentric yeah, can yeah, i just back
1: is. up just a little bit please i'm fascinated to know what you did your phd in what was your study
2: oh my god can you give it's me the title really really wanky okay no it's gonna make your eyebrows go up and go oh my god so i did a phenomenology of dancing consciousness So I wanted to know what dancers were actually skilled at and how they learnt it. So you think that dancers have just got these amazing bodies but they also learn all these ways of being and it's about their mind-body connection is really, really refined. So the way Mm. they relate to other people in space, the way they relate to rhythm, the way they relate to their own kinesthesia. So... I had such a good time. For my PhD, I spent four years Mm. just doing all these different kinds of dancing, like from stuff like boxing and Tai Chi to flamenco. And I tried to work out what the essential principles of each dance form was and what each dance form was asking of you and what kind of skills you developed.
1: Okay, so that was obviously a combination of observation and like questions, like Questioning the the subjects of your that that participated in your PhD were they aware
2: they were they were I, I actually used my own body yeah Pauline was at, the subject at, okay. I was the subject so I didn't because what I wanted to do was come from a subjective experience yeah. like a lived experience mm-hmm. and so what I what I learned through that process was that learning is very different for lots of people yeah. but that you, what you have to do is you have to teach people how to learn. You can't Mm. just teach them stuff. You can't just tip stuff into someone and hope they get it. You actually have to deal with it as something that's a learning technique. And it's really helped me be a better teacher. For sure. You know, so one of the things that I really like about what I do now is I find teaching so much more creative than I used to I I, I just sort of think fashioning a class and working out what each group needs because next week I'm teaching a group of women who are recovering from domestic violence so I have to think about what do I imagine their needs are Mm. and how to like treat them maybe more softly more gently but more empathetically than I may say a class I've taught for four years and I know the women really well and we just have a bit of a blast, Mm -hmm. you know, and they've, you know, I've taught this one group of women on on Mondays in Newtown for about four years. They've become so creatively courageous. Mm. It just warms my heart. Often there are other kinds of artists that want more creativity that's embodied so often they're visual artists or they work with yeah. textiles or mm-hmm. they work with music or stuff like that. So, yeah, it's um, so that that was a very long-winded answer. Sorry. No,
1: no, no, no we <laughs> oh, do long-winded. We do long-winded on this, on this podcast. <laughs> so you obviously do a lot of preparation then for each individual class because you tailor it to the women that are
2: participating in the class.
1: Every single one's Absol- different.
2: Absolutely, and within a class, it's so different as well. And like online is really different to face to face. Yeah. Don't you? Do you find it hard? Harder online though. In some ways, online, I feel like I have to push my, my sort of personality through the screen a bit more. Yeah, sure. I feel like I have to exaggerate things a bit more. Yeah. Online, I can be a m- bit more subtle. Face to face. But I also think online's interesting because I can't see everyone's body. I can only maybe see half their body. So I have to play it a lot safer. Yeah. And I I can't ask them to do things that I can, you know, I can look after people more assiduously in face-to-face classes. But, you know, there's a class of English as second language people I teach And recently a couple of people in wheelchairs have turned up online as well. Yeah, great. Yeah. So that that makes it interesting and they turned up without sort of me knowing they were coming. So I had to sort of change the classes I went and and think about, well, what's it like not to be able to move your legs? So Mm. what can the other people do and what can we all do that includes them in that? And then with English as second language I have to watch what I say Oh, yeah. Yes. So Mm. it has to be more about demonstration.
1: Mm. Yeah, and no use of slang because um, that can get lost, which is completely understandable. So, Pauline, you mentioned that you were very much
0: involved in the academic lifestyle Mm. and teaching. When that um, midlife reckoning came through, how did you go from that to then creating, conceptualising New Moves
2: Wellness? It was funny, you know, a, an academic friend said to me, because I was te- still teaching lots of classes at university in my late 40s, and an academic friend said to me, you've got to stop teaching so many classes. You've got to start doing more research. And that meant sitting down in front of a computer. So, you know, I was trying that. And what I realised, I hate sitting down in front of a computer all day Mm. like I think they're really good computers they're very you know handy yeah so when I when I I I went to part-time work first so I worked part-time at another university first and that gave me the space to think about what do I want to do like how do I want to dance such a common question you know what do I want to do when I grow up (laughs) yeah Mm, and and like Mm. instead of working under institutional demands yeah and how do I want to spend my time yeah. That's exactly right. And then, of course, there was the collapse of the academic dance field. There is no dance degree in New South Wales anymore. Oh. Seriously? They all closed down. So wow. as universities became more corporatized, dance was deemed too expensive. Right. Because you can't have a lecture with 800 people in a dance class. You cannot. You mm. cannot, mm. you know. And so... There was nowhere to go academically with dance as well. There was no jobs, basically, and I just sort of thought, well, well, I wanted to work for myself too. I wanted to be able to have a cup of tea in bed in the morning. Yeah. Mm. I wanted to be able to make my own hours, and I don't mind working hard, Mm. but I like to... To make the decision about when those hours are sure. and so it started out me doing um midlife discos actually I did uh oh, bloody it, love it, that
1: uh, on a summer
2: discos for, you... for my friends and stuff and they're in the middle of the day on a Sunday <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. oh my gosh I love that <laughs> DJ Pauline mixing yeah that's the right
2: and we just we just we just dance and dance and we'd all be so high afterwards yes. yeah right You know, I just sort of thought, oh my God, this is so good. Mm. And yet, a lot of people are very wary of dancing. Not everyone dances. No. No.
1: Why do you think some people don't dance?
2: I think Australia is not culturally a dancing culture. Yeah, okay. I, d- I think, like, if you think about what have we got, we've got maybe the nut bush. <laughs> 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 you know, like our Indigenous, yeah. our First Nations people are dancers. Yes, they, they are. are. I was thinking you know, that. And, yeah. and they dance really easily and they go to dancing. But I just sort of think, you know, some Western cultures... They, they don't like making mistakes yeah. with their body. They don't like, you know, not looking good. It's sort of like mm, you've yeah. got to be in control and look good. And, yeah. and dancing in Australia is regarded as quite sort of frivolous. And mm, so, mm. so many people say to me, really, you can do that at university, you know, like, yeah. And if I said I was a dance academic, they'd just go, really, why? Mm, (laughs) You know. That is very
0: interesting. And I think when you look at the the way we've evolved the patriarchy and coming from, you know, kind of countries like Britain and whatnot where they're all very proper and the gentlemen and the ladies, you know, and the dancing was very kind of controlled that I guess part of that is still has its grasp. Not on me, but others. (laughs) No, no,
1: no, Trish, not on you. Yes,
0: and then that Elvis came along and started gyrating. They wanted to make him illegal, didn't they? (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. and I think too, I I suppose for, because not everyone's coordinated, right? No. So I think if you, you know, sort of, if you go up onto the dance floor with a group of friends and you're uncoordinated, then I suppose you may fear being judged, Yeah, I think so. And I I don't think people want to draw attention to
0: themselves. Or they do.
1: (laughs) Or they do want to draw draw attention to themselves. (laughs) Or they don't necessarily want to draw attention to themselves. (laughs) But but they they do anyway. Because it's fun.
2: Yeah. It's an interesting... I think think it's a real issue about people feeling that there's only kind of one way of dancing, that you have to look graceful or Mm. in command. And, you know, I've got people in my classes who regard themselves as uncoordinated and that changes because they're dancing more often yes so all i say is like you know being able to dance is not a god-given gift or you're not born with it necessarily you can develop it you can become more adept at dancing and but also, I love the ungraceful, unique ways that people move because that's your signature. That's your movement. True. And mm. like, it's just, you know, sometimes I'm, my, some of my greatest moments of happiness are just watching a group of women I'm working with and seeing them move and being unafraid to move in their own way and everyone being so unique. Yeah, You know, because the thing about trained dancers, they're often trained to look the same, to have the same kind of capabilities. I mean, say if you learn ballet and you're in the ballet corps, you have to be the same as everyone else. You have to follow a particular technique. Yeah, that's right. And some of the most trained dancers I used to teach at university were the hardest nuts to crack. For sure. To get any kind of improvisation or creativity or looseness Mm. or even joy. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas (laughs) middle-aged women are the best at, like, being joyful because we don't give a 50 anymore. <laughs>
1: Yay! We don't give a 50. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, we can let down our guard, can't we? Because we've we've got more life experience, more lived experience, and, so, and we do get to that point where we think, well, I don't give a 50. I'm not a great mm. dancer, but I'm going to get out there anyway because it, it does make you feel good. One thing I find, though, I had a bit of a boogie last week in Auckland with some girlfriends, and then when I get home, I'm wired. Like, I can't sleep for hours. <laughs> so for someone like myself mm. it's not a great activity to do right before bedtime yeah right one thing and definitely for me so pulling on mm. that I mean obviously it makes sense because you're
0: dancing all your endorphins are being released etc but from the academic point of view is there any impressive stats or science behind the music and the dance the combination to mental health and well-being
2: Look, there's an increasing body of work around this kind of research and it's like slowly, slowly things like dance and music are being accepted by more scientific academic sort of papers and researchers and they're starting to know that there's a release of certain chemicals that only happens after a certain amount of activity. But if you're doing an activity that's demanding or judgmental, say you're in a gym and you're doing a class and you're supposed to be have a certain amount of strength or do a certain amount of repetitions or something like that. But if you're dancing your own dance, but you're doing it for an extended period of time, and that's what I try and get the women to do, to just nudge them towards, say... 20 minutes of solid dancing Mm -hmm. okay so you what you start to create in your body is even things like fat burning but you get increased serotonin levels you get increased dopamine levels you get all these good brain chemicals happening you get more circulation to your extremities your muscles get warmer and longer your heart health improves it can shift a mood so if you're feeling a little depressed, and because I do I do counseling as well, and so I counsel people that often deal with depression, and often they'll be self-medicating with exercise in a way that's quite often addictive yep. because they're getting the dopamine from it. But they're also... Because it's a hard sort of hardcore kind of exercise. Yep. a lot of, it doesn't work for a lot of mature women who just don't want to work that hard anymore. Mm-hmm. So mm. they want those benefits, mm. but without, without the sort the of hard. Sharp, repetitive work—you yeah. know—it's a hard slog. And apparently, awesome. if you uh, if you dance to music and you're relating to a beat, the reward center in your brain goes off. Yeah, oh, that's
1: awesome. This is just ticking a whole lot of boxes. Yeah, even that, the muscle lengthening. I'm thinking, oh, does that mean I can get taller? <laughs> I don't think so.
0: No, but I like walk taller that, though, couldn't yes, I? Yes, and it means that you won't get a bad back when you do go out and dance. Yeah, yeah. on the yeah. occasion. Now,
1: that's um that's extraordinary. Like, that ticks so many boxes, doesn't it? And you and it makes sense because, as I said, a lot of that, that activity that you were describing before, Pauline, is hardcore. And so it is sometimes you can almost dread going to your class or whatever because you know it's going to be so hard, don't you? Mm. It would be great
0: to see the um, professionals... Prescribing dance classes. What do you mean? Well, you know, it's for part of a mental health plan with medication, oh, nutrition, yeah, yeah, and movement, yeah. etc. They say movement, but yeah. be more specific
1: to yeah. to dance. So I'm intrigued, Pauline. Can you take us through, step us through, what a class looks like? Say for a group of middle aged, like just straight fifty ish women. So anyone in their forties, fifties, or sixties, straight 60s. or not straight.
0: Sorry, I meant in terms of age, <laughs> we're, we're very inclusive here.
2: So they can I'm, be bent. I, know you, like I, I know you
1: didn't mean it like that. I know you didn't mean it like that. You know what I mean. So, yeah, so what does it look like? So, you log on or whatever, you send them a link, you log on and us through.
2: So uh, I've got a Saturday morning class that I love that's quite a small class. So I get to know the women really well and they get to know each other really well. So the first thing we do is have a chat, a little chat for about five or seven minutes about how people are. We just chat about other things. We chat about what we're wearing. We chat about what movie we saw last night. So we do something like that. Then there's usually a kind of It really varies, I have to say. My classes are often, that's what I say, they're a surprise every week. Mm -hmm, But but there'll be some kind of warm-up and it could vary from something like a breathing technique to a self-massage technique. It could be something like a shaking technique to get you going, you know. It could be stretching. It could be a gentle improvised dance that you do yourself. It could be conditioning exercises. So I do work on core strength a little bit through, mainly through Kegel exercises, through adapted Kegel exercises. Mm -hmm. So that's that's one thing that tends to be in class a lot and then we work a lot on the softness of the joints and the alignment as well and Mm -hmm. then usually slowly the class will build so we start slowly we might do a couple of uh, tunes where they copy what I'm doing just to get them warmed up then we'll have a like the dance party section which is just you doing your own thing I might make a few suggestions Okay, there might you- be a couple of moves that we all do together, you know, and I use a really wide variety of music from, you know, 1940s jazz to really modern dance music. I'm a big fan of all Middle Eastern and Arabic grooves too, mm-hmm. so we do a, quite a lot of belly dancing and Bollywood and stuff like that. And then for brain health, we learn a little bit of choreography, usually very accessible, very easy, so it depends on the group. Yep. But... I mean, you know, this week we've been doing a really kind of classic line dance, yeehaw! We've been getting sort of, you know, a bit of line dancing going. So we do that, and then there's usually a bit more free dancing, and we usually finish with a meditation.
1: Wow, Wow. sounds Sounds amazing! So does that go for about an hour?
2: Most of my classes are either an hour and a quarter or an hour and a half. Some Sounds of them are an awesome. hour. Yep. But if we do the hour and a quarter, hour and a half, it gives us a bit more time for sociability and for yep. meditation.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like the whole package, really, isn't it? It's the the mind, the body, the the soul. You're connecting all three areas. It, love it. really As love like, is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Pulling, very
1: wholesome,
0: Pauline. What would you say to ladies who are listening to this and going, "Oh, yeah, look, that sounds fun," but you know, I'm mm. too this or I'm too that or I can't dance or I have no rhythm or I'll feel silly? What would you say to them?
2: Everyone's a dancer. Everyone yes. can move. Mm. Everyone can move. You know, and this, the so this lovely woman that turned up to my class yesterday in a wheelchair. She has spinal bifida since birth, and she can only move from there up. She dances. She dances. Oh, if she brilliant. can dance, everyone can dance. Yeah. You know, I love and it's it. about not worrying about what you look like. It's about how you feel. Mm. I, I, I want women to feel marvellous and to rediscover a kind of sensuality that's not about the male gaze. It's yeah, not right. about being attractive. Yeah. It's not about being skinny. It's mm. not about being flexible or looking gorgeous. It's about feeling great and doing it with other women.
1: Yeah, do, can you all see each other on the screen, or can yeah? You, can, okay, that's I, I don't know. I love that idea that I you can see brilliant. the whole class. And this is such a random question because my mind is going a thousand miles an hour because I'm picturing me in your class right now. And am I wearing shoes? Not so necessarily. Random,
2: so random, because I because I, I encourage, I encourage barefoot. <laughs> I do outfit. encourage barefoot dancing because yeah. it's really good for you. It's really good for bone growth. Yeah, yeah so about. if you have, okay. if you have bare feet your your bones get a bit more impact on them and that stimulates okay. bone growth. And good for right. the st- but stability. Some but, women don't like it. Yeah
1: yeah because if we've got foot issues like I do, or you know <laughs> doing the rounds in the midlife, tight calf muscles tight like calves. we both have, you yes. know things like that, I guess that might stop some women as well from doing the whole barefoot dancing because it could actually And, then and it's
2: impact- funny, some women have come to barefoot dancing. They've started dancing with me and they wear shoes and they've yep. slowly taken their yeah. shoes off for like, Five ten minutes of the class, yep. their feet get stronger. The yep. plantar fasciitis disappears. Mm. The, yes. the calf muscles lengthen. So the
0: movement, yes. The calf muscles, and, muscles and lengthen. It's really it's using
2: leaped. the foot as it should be. But it's also up to you. Like I say to people, just come to the class and do what you can. If you don't like anything I'm doing, do something else. Do mm. do yes. a solo. Go off and do your own thing. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like so, no expectation no expectation to reach any benchmarks, but I do offer possibilities for just making your body stronger Mm. and more aligned, more open, more fluid. So because I've done so much research on the body and I find the body just incredibly fascinating, Mm. what that does for me is it means, say, if I'm waiting in a supermarket line, I'm queuing up. Yep. And I could get grumpy and impatient, but instead I do an alignment exercise. Oh, so I, was I just say, think about my feet.
0: Tell us. I thought you were going to say that you dance. I'm like, that's yeah. fabulous. <laughs> I, did that. in the,
2: I did in the post office yesterday. I was <laughs> doing the line dance in the post office yesterday. Good yeah. girl. Yeah. I love so I that. I know. I love yeah. it.
1: Okay. The alignment so exercise. An alignment exercise, mm. is,
2: it, it's a really good way of actually reducing pain mm-hmm. and getting your muscles to do the job they're supposed to do. So you would do a kind of body scan from the feet up And you would think about how you're standing on your feet and then you would create a relationship between the ankles and the knees, between the knees and the hips, between the hips and the shoulders. And all of a sudden your shoulders are going back. Yeah. Mm. And all of a sudden your core muscles turn on. Do you know as soon as you roll your shoulders back, your core muscles turn on? No, I didn't know Well, that. I've just I,
0: done it then as well as a kegels
1: exercise. I think, exercise I was I think to we it. both
2: did that then. We both yeah. went. <laughs> so if you can't see us, we're putting them. our shoulders back. So if you're doing the kegels, there's a little bounce that happens. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I had a shoulder back and a bounce. <laughs>
2: so we're all bouncing with our shoulders back. Oh, <laughs> and one, okay. And two. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Like there's those moments in life and Mm. I I try and get everyone that works with me to take the lessons into your life. Like how do you want your body to be and for creating a happier life? So if you've got those moments where you're stuck at a red light, do your kegels, squeeze your pelvic floor, you Mm. know, Like make that, make it work for you. Incidental exercise is fantastic.
0: That reminds me of that video DVD when I was pregnant. It was uh, Pilates and I was sitting across from the table, not across from the table, across from the TV and the lady's going, now... Close the elevator doors and take it up to the first level. (laughs) (laughs) Now go up to level two, and she's just looking at me. I'm looking at her. I thought this is absurd,
2: Pauline. Did you find level two?
0: Yeah, I went up to level three, (laughs) (laughs) darling. Do we call that third base, (laughs) (laughs) Pauline? Another thing that really fascinates me about you is, you know, you're so successful with your academic career and now this new business. But then when I was researching you, I noticed you've also authored a book called Dance with Shame. Would you like to share any more on that? Or is that another podcast in itself?
2: No, it's just it's a book I wrote that I had to write. And it's a little bit of my own story. And it's got other people that have contributed. So I've written a story about thriving after sexual abuse so i experienced long term sexual abuse by my father and it really sort of you know put me on the back foot until i was about 30 yeah. oh, i was and really I'm so struggling sorry you went with through drive. that yeah yeah mm. it's um and i know it happens to a lot of women and mm. it often happens in the home and it often happens with family members And I know I really understand how it can just make living almost unbearable. I felt like when I was 18 years old that life was just unbearable. And I was dancing and I was trying to dance, but it was a real struggle. Everything was a struggle.
1: Mm. And
2: it was only when I was about 30 that I really reached out and got some help. I got some therapy I I gave up all mood-altering substances because, you know, I needed to stop running away from my pain. Yes. You know, I talked to other women who had the same experiences. Yeah. And I just kind of found that I had to face my demons rather than trying to suppress them. It's very frightening. Yeah. Facing them, very, very frightening. So
1: in that sense, dance was a form of therapy for you in the overall you know, therapy and healing process for you?
2: It was, and yet it was really confronting dance as well because I I sort of felt uncomfortable in my body from the sexual abuse. Yes, yes. And I felt like dancing was me trying to find a way Mm. to be comfortable in my own skin again. And I really feel it's not till till my middle years that I became comfortable in my body and Mm. I'm it's still a process for me yeah you know rediscovering my own kind of sensuality that isn't connected to a man to the patriarchy to my patriarchal yes you know father figure that was I sort of felt like I had to write it so the pain was on the page rather than in my guts
0: yeah yeah it's they you know a lot of there's a lot of thought process behind the journaling, the writing, the the getting it out of your system. And I think for you to do it and then share it with other women who have been through similar, that that is so generous and kind of you. And I I imagine it would be very healing as well.
2: And very, it was very hard to write. It took me a long time to write it. And it's still being written. I'm kind of rewriting it at the moment to add Mm. sort of more hope actually, in it because as I get older and more self-reflective and I keep asking for help and I keep doing therapy about it. Of course. um, And also becoming a counsellor has really helped me because Mm. I feel like talking to other people about their issues and that well of empathy within me grows and grows. And so Mm. I feel more empathetic towards myself as well. That's interesting. Um, Yeah. And I called it, you know, I, I called it shame too because an expert once told me that sexual abuse, childhood sexual abuse is the perfect crime because the perpetrator gets the victim to take responsibility for the crime, mm. yeah, to carry the shame, yeah. you know, mm. and so it's uh, it's the darkness in my life and I, I do mm. sort of think that it's made me a better person, like mm. dealing with the darkness, dealing with yes. my demons, it's made me... I understand people, you know, I very rarely judge people for maybe how they behave because you don't know what's happened to them.
1: Yes, yes. yes. So true. So true. It's so true. So you can get onto a level
2: that a lot of other people can't. I think so. I I think personal experience is... um, it's a gift for someone else, isn't it?
0: Yes, yes. it is. And yeah. For the
1: other person that, yes, you were yeah. able to share that space with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. that with
0: all the conversations we mm. have and the, the honesty and the vulnerability and being able to have them, and absolutely, you know, it's, there's no shame to have these conversations because there's no shame about any of it. It's just life and it's what's happening and it's what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sorry that happened to you, but I just want to say thank you for Mm. sharing it so generously and helping others. That's
1: why we love our tribe
0: so much. Yeah.
2: We love our tribe. Just, just, yeah. Yeah. As you said earlier,
0: midwife women are very grateful.
2: Yeah, and I think Mm. also you know, I got to the stage where I thought I'm not going to let this define me or I'm not going to let my past mm. drag me back or I'm not going to let basically him bring me down, you yes, know. Yes, um, yes, You know, so and it's interesting that all this sort of stuff with Brittany Higgins and Grace Tame who yes. are more publicly, these young women who are more publicly coming out and going, this happened to me and it wasn't my fault. Yep. I think that's helping the discussion Absolutely. and I get really blown out by how many women I know who I've known for years and then some at some point they'll say, oh, yeah, that happened to me. Yes, Pauline, you know, I've had and the same conversations
1: with friends of mine and didn't know and then yep. you, you get into this really intimate conversation with them and then they reveal um, sexual abuse always mm. as children or, you know, young teenagers teenagers, and most of them at the time, while they're revealing it, have physical responses. So there's a lot of shaking, you know, crying, that sort of stuff as well. It's absolutely, you know, gut-wrenching as a friend sitting, you know, opposite them. But, yeah, it is, it's horrifically, it's far more common than, Mm. you know, than we originally realised. Yeah, and I think think sharing
0: the story as you have, Mm. you know, and getting it out of the body saves that. I really
2: believe if you don't tell
0: those stories and get them out, then they manifest internally
2: into some sort of disease. Yeah, yeah, it could have consumed you. Well, it did totally. for a little while. My twenties totally. were not good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was right. not yeah. like I—I I was trying to dance and I was trying to study at uni, but I was just. Yeah, I was just in so much pain, and of course, you yeah. know, I, I had got substance abuse problems, yes. and and it was just like my my twenties were just horrible. Yeah, when I should have been having a blast, yeah. I should have been, you know, dancing, and I tr- I did try. <laughs> I yes. was, you know, yeah, there yeah. was that going on as well. But oh, um, it's asking for help. That's the important thing. It's reaching out and asking for help. Mm. And I've actually included like some of the techniques I teach in my classes, I've actually learned through more therapeutic practices. So breathing techniques and even the shaking techniques. And it's about like loosening the stuff that gets trapped inside you. Huh. Like loosening it up, mm-hmm. you know, right, and right, but also being able to hold the space ab- about what that might create. And that's why I studied counseling because I yeah. thought I have to be able to hold a space if I'm going to shake some shit loose, excuse yeah. me. No, I if love I'm going to shake, shake some shake stuff some loose, <laughs> oh. you know, oh, I better have a bucket, oh my you know. Gosh, <laughs> yes. 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 And so it, it was been really sort of helpful to be able to, because sometimes clients will come to me as for private consultations and stuff and I think they're coming because their back's sore, but what they do is they end up just sitting and talking. Yeah. Because that's what they really want to do. Yeah. And the back is just a symptom of the trapped yeah. yes. whatever. Well, well you look
0: at the Louise Hay, you know, that everything manifests in the body and different mm. areas are different, you know, things, circumstances held I events. love a bit
2: of Louise.
1: I love a bit of Louise. <laughs> I love a bit of woo-woo. Trisha's the woo-woo girl. She's a <laughs>
2: like, I've been playing Louise at night. Um, she's got this meditation that you do while you go to sleep. Yeah. Oh, I
0: and need that. And it's just Those. profound, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll have to go. Okay, Can yeah. you send me a link? Yeah,
2: I'm- <laughs> I'll send you the link.
0: <laughs> I yeah, want a bit <laughs> of that too. And 50's Tribe, we'll put that link on the show notes. Yeah. I'm- well, Pauline, <laughs> I for one am so happy that you are living a much kind of more more fulfilling dancing wonderful mm. life yeah. and if our beautiful 50s tribe want to do that how can they i mean we'll obviously put all the links to new moves wellness in the show notes but you know, what do we do? Do we jump online? Do we sign up? I, for one, am absolutely going to do
1: I'm, it. I'm, I, look, I live in an apartment. And while I've been, you know, you've been chatting and I've been trying to work out where the hell I'm going to do your
0: classes. Because <laughs> place is so small. Take it out no, I reckon dancing outside, take I it have, down the beach. Yeah, put great. Put your headphones on. Yeah. You'll be right.
2: <laughs> you'll Ooh. attract a crowd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah, all the wrong reasons. Just Look, yeah people yeah. can contact me through my email you know which is pauline at newmoveswellness.com.au my website is newmoveswellness.com.au And I'm also very happy if they contact me by phone.
0: Okay, well, we'll Um, put all of those details on the website. Now, Pauline, we were introduced to you by the beautiful Faith Agugu from Silver Mm. Sirens, and they have an event coming up soon, don't they? You're involved in that event. Could you tell us a bit about that?
2: So Redefining Aging is the Silver Sirens annual kind of conference and it's at the beautiful MCA in Sydney, but it's also an online event as well. And it's on October the 1st, so Saturday, October the 1st, and it it, it goes all day. So it's sort of 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., something like that. Mm -hmm. You get beautiful food. You eat your food out on the terrace overlooking Sydney Harbour with the opera house and the bridge and it's just so Sydney. But also the online participation. So anyone that wants to come along and do a, a new moves class, I can I can give them a free ticket to the online event as well if they want to come along to that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna do a little light relief in the afternoon. I love that we're, mm. we're gonna do we're gonna learn a, a few steps to an old disco number. We're going to do a bit of disco. Oh, I, I wish love our fifties tribe could see you right now yeah. because um, Pauline's doing the
1: moves. Yeah, while well, she's talking. Yeah. yeah, and she's doing them very and, well. Unfortunately, Mel and I are squeezed into <laughs> about an, a meter wide space. Otherwise, <laughs> so I can't be do I'd be attempting to do them
0: with her. No moves for us. <laughs> well, we'll put also all of that information in the show notes. Unfortunately, Mel and I have major FOMO because we can't make it. I I can't even
1: devastated. do the Zoom. Version. No, no, neither can neither can no. I. But 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 since it's an annual event next um, year yeah next yeah, year our goal is to be there next year like yeah. in person
2: too like we want to come to sydney and we want to do and everything. i tell you in person mm. it's so beautiful cuz what i love about the silver sirens event everyone dresses up a bit yeah so you've got oh, women yeah. just in there, like some of their retro some of their antique clothes some oh, clothes they've stunning. made themselves but like it was just like it was just like a like a fantasy like a oh, middle aged, wow, world. I
0: love this. No, this, this is, is like just comic getting- com
2: for midlife women. sounding <laughs> <laughs> <camera> better and better. And because Faith is such a stunning human being oh, yeah, yeah, in yes. her own right, yeah. she just. Uh, Walks around speaking to people like a you, you know, like a oh, queen, you yeah, know.
1: Like a goddess. She's just like amazing. She is, she's a goddess, yeah.
2: Oh, she wow, is. she is impressive.
1: As are you, as are you, Pauline. <laughs> we have a we have a wrap-up question, Pauline, that we ask all our guests on the Don't Give a Fifty podcast. I nearly said the Don't Give a Fifty website. <laughs> watch, <laughs> watch this space. Watch. That was a little spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to ask you, given the opportunity to time travel, what advice would the 50-ish Dr. Pauline? manly
2: give to her younger self don't worry so much don't worry about the future you can't control it anyway and i feel like one of the deep regrets i have in my life is is wasting time worrying because worry and anxiety is often about the future and i didn't learn to really live in the present until I started to study things like meditation seriously. And I feel like that's what we should be teaching all our kids. Don't worry, just let your life unfold. If you're a decent person doing your work, doing what you love, being of service to others, your life will unfold in a way that's probably better than you think it's going to be. But it's definitely don't waste your time worrying. I just felt like a lot of my, especially my Mm. 20s, were spent... With yep. Yep. Yeah, that's beautiful
1: yeah. wisdom. So true. Yeah. I, re- yeah. I really resonate with that. I know, that. I know. That's extraordinary. Pauline, thank you so much for your time today. What an extraordinary story. It's just brilliant. Yeah, love absolutely it. amazing. And love the whole concept. Trish and I yeah. adore that sort of concept. Love the mind, body and soul connection. Love the dancing. Love the dancing. Yeah. I'm definitely signing up for a dance class.
0: I yeah. love it. Yeah.
1: Why should we only dance on occasions?
2: True. That's exactly right. Let's yeah. pass. Whenever we want to, I love to dance. Yeah. I was, I was dancing you? this morning and I just sort of thought, yeah, just before you, I was and I had my shower and I was dancing and I just thought, I love that this is in my life. Yeah, that actually, I've made it such a big part of my life that that generation of happiness and it's so nice to meet you two. Oh,
0: it's oh, brilliant. And I say, dancing. when you were saying you were dancing in the shower, I've actually put that as part of my morning mm. ritual now. I'll have a three yeah. minute cold shower and let me tell you, I dance.
1: <laughs> Do you Beyonce? have a cold shower?
2: Oh, you yeah. brave girl. Yeah. She's
1: brave, isn't she? Yeah. I'm very,
2: that's one, that's, that's, impressed. Yeah, that, very impressed. Yes. Very impressed. That's
1: one
0: word for it, brave. There's also a few others. She's I an think. impressive lady, Pauline. She's do an you, impressive lady. Do you a, scream? <laughs> Sorry, do I scream?
2: Yeah. In the
1: shower. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. <laughs> well, we're getting visuals, aren't we? Pauline. Oh my gosh, that's we're getting so visuals. Trisha in a cold shower.
0: <laughs> oh, no No, no <laughs> I don't scream in the shower, but I, I I do sing. So I put a bit of lately it's been a bit of Beyonce, Crazy in Love, and I've actually bought back the uh Hollerback Girls. Mm. high on rotation at the oh, moment Gwen
1: Gwen. Stefani yeah wow move. yeah good fantastic
2: moves. and yeah like singing I think is great to release energy as well you yeah. know like yeah whenever I go into, I go to the Coogee women's pool to swim yeah and it's cold sometimes and I get in there with my friend Mary and we both <laughs> <laughs> it's so cold. you know it's just like yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's good it releases yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I actually can relate to that that Getting in the ocean, sometimes you kind of do that. Yeah,
2: well,
1: I do mine in the shower is more like a
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's
1: that's me. I ocean swim all year round, Pauline. And they even though, even though I've got a wetsuit on, I mean, everyone says, Oh, yeah, but you live in Queensland. True, true, but the water still gets cold up here in winter, and so does the air when you get out. Oh, getting getting out is yeah, it's the sprint to the shower to the cold shower, but anyway, but I do the (laughs) absolutely. dive
2: in I remember diving, just diving in the water
0: once at Maroubra and literally that oh, was yeah. the first time I ever understood the saying take my breath away because mm, I it was almost yeah, like I was right. winded and the yeah. ice cream headache
1: anyway but,
2: but very can, impressive for both of you I must say doing that you know it's very courageous good on you thank you oh, very
1: much Pauline thank you that means a lot yeah, thank you does. thank I'm you I'm
2: very impressed you Thanks, know, Pauline. cold showers are something I think about yeah, I me too. Do. Well, you wait either.
0: until you get us <laughs> in your dance class, then you're going to be impressed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you won't see nothing till you've I've seen it. You know, you'll probably want us to instruct at some stage, I would yeah. imagine. <laughs>
0: Melinda is a qualified instructor.
1: Oh, no, I have no qualifications whatsoever. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. What about when, like, because I was at seventeen sunshine,
0: on the Sunshine Coast, there was a very well-known and renowned dance school <laughs> called the Andre Dalton School of Dance, and I remember being very impressed when mm, my acquaintance Melinda was doing a. Duet, duet, no, that singing, a duo. Anyway, her and Andrea of Andrea Dalton's School of Dance did Eye of the Tiger in a boxing ring for the concert. So she got to do a dance with the dance school owner. I was
1: 17. Um, I have no qualifications. She was fabulous. I can still see her boxing now. I I could do high kicks back in those days, obviously. There were no hamstring issues. (laughs) She was fabulous.
2: (laughs) <laughs> but that sounds fantastic, you know, and that's oh, the great You're memories. A
1: sweetheart. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They're great memories. They and are and so like, good. I think
2: there are some people with a dancer's heart and like who come to it really easily. Ooh, and I, I just like that. think don't mm. don't let go of it, you know, like let's let's dance because I'm working out how I can dance on a chaise lounge when I'm ninety three.
0: Good yes. girl. Yes, absolutely. You Good. know, like I yeah. can still
2: teach classes. You know, if if yeah. my legs don't work anymore, or you know, let mm. see, I'm with I'm all sprinting. this
1: dancing, they're going to be working for sure. Remember those long <laughs> muscles you were talking There's about? Long, no, your long got, muscles. Your strong core. No, you've got this. You've got this. You're going to be doing
2: that. I have no doubt whatsoever. I I, I do want to. I don't. I'm not really interested in retirement. No. no, you're too young. I'm happy, too i am to having
0: too much
2: to, mm, yeah, I'm, happy to I'm happy to dance. Yeah, I'm happy to dance. I'm to dance all the way. Yes,
0: <laughs> or dance into I'm the grave. Dancing
2: to death. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh my. I'm, That's I'm going my to dance into death with <laughs> you. Yes, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there you go. We're giving you an idea for a new book. Oh, dancing
2: well. into death. <sighs> oh, no, so it's, that not quite cheery.
1: So that's it from us today. Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram at dontgivea 50 and email us at hello at dontgiver 50 And if you've got a moment, leave us or send us a review or suggestions of topics you would like to know more about. And remember, gorgeous 50- issues and 60-ish. Is. Life is for living. Don't give a 50 because we're all 50 and awesome regardless of age and living and aging is an absolute privilege and just being awesome is our right. Absolutely and I'm going to be signing up for
0: dance class and I'll put it on the socials which dance class I'm going to be in and if any
1: of you would like to join me please do. There you go. That's something to look forward to. Thanks Pauline. Thank you so much Pauline.
2: Absolute pleasure.